0: Girl, let's get it. Welcome to the big broadcast. You, are you, the people, the people have spoken. They missed you, uncle. Oh, yeah. They missed uncle, man. And I had to all ride right. this, ride this train on my no one kidding, solo. Huh? But I'm happy that oh, uncle's here. So let's get it, man. How you been, man? Let's just, all right, man. A little update to the people, man. Well, I'm telling
1: you, man. I've been telling you, it's been a crazy month. It's been a lot of life changes and all that type of good stuff, but it's all been good, positive um, things, but it's made it very difficult to focus on doing the podcast. So uh, I'm just real happy to be back. I was just itching away, especially when you did the solo. It's like, yeah, (laughs) it's like I want to dial in. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah.
0: So I'm anxious to get back. I love it, man. I put you in. We put you in, Coach. We put you in, Unc. Let's talk Already. about it, man. Let's talk about <laughs> these subjects, man. And we got to start with the first thing. Yeah. This one might be a little curveball, but what do you oh, think? Wonderful. <laughs> what do you think of the recent news? I, I, obviously, you're in, but it sounds like Zach Wilson might not be in. So this is a little something different There's not really on the schedule. But, bro, what do you think of the Zach Wilson New York Jets drama that just happened recently. I know you and me are not big fans of the Patriots (laughs) because they've been spanking our teams for years, but the Pats with the surprise win, and then Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. taking zero accountability. He threw for maybe maybe like seven completions, something ridiculous, 77 yards, and the man takes zero accountability for it. It might be Joe Flacco time, bro. What do you think, man?
1: Well... Well, I think that the uh, the Jets. If I were the Jets, I'd stay the course, even though that's a, an unfortunate reaction from Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. They've had a decent amount of success this year. I have kind of expected them to, you know, regress to the mean, speak. But mm-hmm. um, Joe, i sure he'll be, he'll be good for a few games, but there's a reason, you know, he's a perennial back. But I think that Zach Wilson has showed us some things. Mm-hmm. It's a long sin and it's a thing where he's not taking accountability. Um, yeah. You know, he really needs to do that type of thing. It's a very simple thing to do. Tra- they train them for it, like, from college days to just go in there and say, it's a team effort, you know, I let them down, yes, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. It, you do. It's professional. I mean, you get $2 a year to do precisely that. Um, and from a perspective, it's just not good for the team, right? Because now you got huh. one like, oh, "What are you kidding me? Right? It is a team. It is a room. And, that, you know, the, those type of, of speeches, media, mm. they serve a, a, a dual function. They also serve in the locker room as well as uh, just, you know, the face of the franchise, et cetera. So, yeah, mm. you don't like to see that. That's a sign of immaturity. And like I said, the Jets probably will uh, regress a bit, but nevertheless, I mean, still six and four in that division. Yeah. And you know, but that's just a, that's a whole other topic of conversation. That division, that's a very very good division.
0: It is a fantastic division, and who would have thought that AFC East would be one of the most competitive mm. divisions in football? Because had the Jets won that game, they would have been number one seed in the AFC East. I mean, that's it's not even, no BS. they'd be seven and three. They've already beaten Buffalo. I think they have a win over Miami. So they, and it's like some kind of tiebreaker. They'd be number one. Right. Right. So, so it's, yep. it's not like something to downplay. I even saw some tweets of, um, some uh Jets players, Jets defensive players, liking tweets, roasting Zach Wilson. So it's like there's there's a, there's yeah. some locker room. So so that media training is really important, especially for quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. The I'm head sure the, the defensive guys are having none of it. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they're pissed because bro, you <laughs> you 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 leave the the Patriots only for three points, three points. You should yeah. win. That's how the math goes in football, man. But let's talk about another yeah. team that put up three points, the goddamn Minnesota Vikings. I've talked about this on my podcast, and yeah. you've remarked about yeah. it. The, the Vikings are pretenders, bro. They're pretenders. Yeah. Well, I think we all know we, this, but I got to ask you something, we, Monk. What, do you think that the Cowboys are pretenders? Because they put up 40. No, absolutely not. Oh. No. No. Cowboys Ultimate. are for real.
1: When I saw that in your agenda for this, right? I, I said to myself, okay, that's a neat question. Dallas is real. The real question is, is Minnesota for real? Because mm. that's the real issue in my street. And remember I was saying this actually before we took uh, that little hiatus there, yeah. that uh, we would see what would happen to uh, Minnesota with their schedule. It yes. stiffens consumers in the second half. And, uh, and, and that spanking by Dallas did not help uh, kick that off at all. Oh man. Seven sacks. (laughs) Yeah. right? Seven sacks. And like Kirk cousins, couldn't get anything done. Yeah. Dalvin cook was the only uh, redeemable player there. Um, you know, he, and he still came short of a hundred yards, but not by much. Like he, yeah. he had like six and a half yards. of. So that was the only good thing happening there. Yeah. No, Minnesota has some real problems on its offensive line. And uh, they showed up this weekend and Dallas, let me tell you, I have seen the, uh, you know, the improvement ever since Dak came in, Dak came yes. in and kind of righted the ship on offense. Yes. And now we're done with all these like 17, 15, we, you know, fluky wins and all that stuff. He put up a clinic uh, yes. weekend on efficiency 22 for 25 for 276 yards. And his connection with Tony Pollard, yes. uh, you know, reminded you of Camara at his best days, right? So Paul, getting really smart by recognizing that Pollard is by far the more efficient back mm. and he really showed on the weekend uh that plus the defense. So yeah, I do not uh, I do not see any real stumbles or problems uh, for Dallas. Yeah. Uh they're at 7-3. They're looking now it's tough as hell, uh, tough as nails division. Uh that's the unfortunate thing of the division, they'd probably be on top close to it. Yeah. Uh, but that NFC East again is is another bear. And uh, I think it's it's going to come down to Dallas and Philly obviously. Yes. Uh but uh, look out Philly because Dallas is for real.
0: Oh man, it, it, you you're preaching right now because I had my doubts about Dallas and I've had my doubts about Dak in general because when they mm-hmm. lost to Green Bay last week, I was like, "What is this? Y'all were up 24 to yeah. like Seven or something crazy like that, and Dak, your job any the given guy weekend, though, right?
1: Any given weekend,
0: any given Sunday, for real. Any given weekend of this one, I'm like, damn, Dak, you are getting paid millions, pretty much, and you're supposed to close yeah. out these games. But then that leads me to another thing because we're we're still on the NFC East, which is an amazing division. The Commanders are on a three way three game winning yeah. streak. The Giants right. are obviously still selling it. Who would have thought, man? Talk to me about that. It, that must be the, the shock commanders, of the season, bro, man. After that after that
1: brutal start that the commanders had to oh, see man. them play the way they're playing right now. Yeah. Remember we talked about Heineke being just like one of those kind of guys who just, yes. uh, you know, he wins, he but his this. eyes are a little bigger than his stomach. Sometimes when he tries to throw down field, we, <laughs> we've seen, we've seen everything we talked about uh, with, with Tyler Heineke a month yeah. ago, but yes, at I mean. the end of the day, commanders looking better than, uh, than, than
0: when Wentz was there. Man, and now to see Wentz is riding the bench, right? And I just actually saw this maybe 20 minutes before the podcast. Apparently, the Carolina Panthers put Sam Bradford at starting quarterback now. I don't know what's going on (laughs) with that. But, you know, these bench guys, these guys who are game managers can win games in the league, bro. And I'm like, God damn, do we need these first round, uh, you know, number one, number two Uh, overall draft pick, man, you can have like, find some value in the second or third round. Heineken I think is like a fifth rounder and bro, he can take you far.
1: Well, if any quarterback that comes into the league and is given the opportunity out of the spotlight You know, to work with the practice squad, to work on, you know, to ride the bench, study, hold the clipboard, all that stuff. We talked about this earlier in the podcast, too, about how Montana, he didn't start until his fourth or fifth season
0: oh yeah and that's a guy who came out of
1: notre dame very highly ranked Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean so that's a change in the modern game where some of these young men are thrown into the spotlight immediately and they really do need some mentoring uh better coaching and mentoring uh at the college level but also when they get into the pros so yes yes, it's absolutely possible if you have the patience uh to draft a guy uh you know the second third fourth seventh round tom brady you know (laughs) put him on the bench and you know and teaching me the intangibles of the game as well as the process of the game
0: you know and then somebody who really exemplifies that bro is like okay he was highly rated in college but it wasn't that high we got to talk about our guy well at least my guy i think he's your guy too jalen hurts and you know yeah. recently they just lost of course but the the eagles and the Chiefs are, in my eyes, the two best teams in the league right now, and it looks like a crash collision course heading towards them meeting up because Mahomes sure. is doing insane things. Jalen Hurts is not doing so many insane things, but that win against the Colts for him to scramble for that game winning, t- game clinching touchdown a lot of it was super super big and. Jalen Hurts was not like the big dog when he came out in the draft. He was almost, you know, people had questions about him. But this leads to something that we got to really discuss about. Based on what we saw last week, bro, because we just talked your top two. Right now, which teams are you looking at? Top two, top three. What are your top teams based off this entire season, including week 11, bro? Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Well. We uh, decided we were going to talk about uh, the, the Chiefs and yeah, um, the and the Eagles because yeah. they have the two best records in their uh, respective conferences. Exactly, and um, so those are my two favorite teams right now. And I think Dallas is quickly making a claim to be a good number three. Mm-hmm. So that would be mm-hmm. sort of my top three teams right now, believe it or not. Uh More so than Cincinnati or or even San Francisco. Although San Francisco, you'd probably put in the top five. That
0: game but yesterday, I think, bro.
1: Uh, yeah, let's not talk
0: about that. is <laughs> um, <laughs> hurt, man. I need Unca's fantasy. George yeah, Kittle Unca finally showed up right. after the whole season. No, how badly I game. needed to go
1: to seven and four. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, yeah, let's not yeah. get di- distracted off that. Mm. Um, okay, so I'm going to go to my uh, point differential again no, uh, to try to make a point it. on this. Mm. All right, so... Um, What you're looking at uh, basically is that um, Casey has scored more points. Their offense has been a little bit, a little bit more prolific. I think they've scored 300 points. I think they might even lead the league in points scored at this point. Um, But uh, the point differential between both teams, right. Uh, The Eagles defense has only like 183 points versus like Casey's like 225 or 223 or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So the point differential, is 80 points in uh, Philly's favor and 77 in Key's favor, and this mm. after the last 10, 11 games. So that's a large enough sample to say that okay, one off, is a little bit prolific. One defense is a little bit tight, right? Throwing out the fact that they play in different conferences and you know all that type of thing, right? The yeah. basic statistical level they're almost identical as far as their point differential goes Um, both are very solid teams philly's got the board it's really hard to say which one is uh is better at this point that's why they play those conference by conference championship games but Mm -hmm. i would say in my gut Just based on uh, his record, I would say that Mahomes is the X factor in that and that his experience in the playoffs probably uh, makes them long-term the better team, Mm -hmm. and also Travis Kelts. It's the one thing that uh, Hurts does not have. Goddard's good, but Kelts, when everything else is going wrong, Mahomes can turn to Kelts, you know, and and the game continues.
0: And the game can be even Yeah, I would
1: say – yeah, I would I would I would yeah. give KC the edge based on experience, maybe even the Andy Reid factor, but it's real close, man.
0: It's super close and you know what? I'm I'm going to agree with you 100%. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I I I'm not blind either. <laughs> I'm yeah. I just know what I'm yeah. watching in front of me. They are winning games incredibly, but my issue is they're winning games tight and close. So there'll mm-hmm. be a time where their defense will have to bail them out. Why do I say this? Because Kelsey and Mahomes are going to go crazy. Mahomes is going to go crazy. They're going to yep. get touchdowns. They're going to score. But we they're going to need defensive stops in order for them to, well, not only get out of the AFC, right, but to, to win a championship because that's basically the talent they to, have. To and beat
1: the Eagles. Assuming the Eagles, Eagles meet up with them. Exactly. That defense, like – Right, They've given up 183 points in, what, 10 games? Yes. 11 games or whatever. So you're talking about under 20 points a game, right? That's, that's tough to argue with.
0: And I'm telling you, man, they're going to face the, – the Eagles can put up points, man. The Eagles yep. can put up points. Of course, if the Chiefs had a crazy run game, then it's over because the Eagles have a terrible run defense. But I'm telling you, man, the Chiefs are looking really good. The Eagles are looking really good. I think that's literally – The Super Bowl bet right now but Mm -hmm. as I say let's not be you know I'm saying let's not be there's other guys out there but we're talking about Chiefs and Eagles right now I I think for me personally I have my eyes set a little bit on Miami I have my eyes set on you know obviously my Baltimore Ravens Cincinnati's playing good football we're talking the AFC side the Mm -hmm. NFC we just talked about the Cowboys Obviously, uh, we talked about, um, why am I blanking? <laughs> we, we talked about, well, um, basically, Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. And then, pretty much, everything goes to shit. I'm, I'm sorry to cuss, but the yeah. Giants, okay, the Giants are coming in But in the NFC, it's pretty much like three, four teams, and then it goes, the tail's off, but like in the Atlanta Falcons, like what? The Bucks, What?
1: Yeah, you're really you're really starting to see the separation occur now in yes. in this part of the season. Right. Because yeah, I yes. was looking at the divisions too, right. Like the AFC North, right. Cincinnati looks like it's on a collision course with uh, Baltimore and the rest of the, uh, you know, yeah. And, 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 the Browns and Steelers are, you know, has been, you know, as far as this season is concerned, right. Yeah. Uh, down in the AFC South, right. Tennessee looks like it's uh, rising to the top there. Mm-hmm. The rest of that division is garbage. Right. Um, and then on, you know, you just, you go right down you're starting to see, you know, two teams solidly at the top with a lot of three and seven and, and garbage like that at the bottom. You're really starting to see that in almost all the divisions. Like I said, with the exception of the AFC South, which this is only one team, of, you, know, of any, <laughs> you know, value uh, there at all. So yeah, yeah uh, we really are starting to see. And even in the, uh, the NFC East, where it's so tight and all that, um, mm-hmm. you're starting to like, if you look at the point differential on the Giants, The Giants have fought the good fight, but they really are starting to look like a team that might be, you know, 500, right? They're going to go 10 and seven or yeah. Yeah. something like that. Nine and eight or I I bet you any money. Dable for all his magic that he's uh, done this year, Mm. they're just simply not putting up enough points and keeping enough points off the board uh, to penetrate those upper two. Right. right? You're talking about Dallas and Philly, right? Like this just, yeah.
0: They're not just like, Maybe in another another season, they would have been more competitive, but the Eagles and right. Dallas are going crazy. Well, you know? I mean, they're
1: still competitive, but they're not going to be competitive uh, enough.
0: I have a question right? for you, because I you, you're out, over the hiatus, I want to get your point of view. What do you think? This is a little curveball before we get to the next topics. But what sure. do you think of the Jeff Saturday hire? I wanna wanted, wanted to get your raw thoughts. I want the the, the viewers and the audience to, to get. Okay, to get you're gonna have to year. let
1: me in on that because I haven't been able to play uh be at that granular uh, granular level of introspection. Okay. Uh, so yeah, tell me what happened there.
0: So so basically, long story short, Jeff Saturday uh, used to be a center. Uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, he mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning for Indy in, like, 2006. And right after he uh, retired, uh, I think maybe in, like, 2012, like, something like 10 years ago. He retired 10 years ago, right? And uh, he became a media guy, ESPN analyst, okay. analyzing football, obviously, right? And then about two or three weeks ago, right, he got high after Frank Reich got fired got from fired right so he got hired in indy he got hired in indy with zero <laughs> resume other than being a high school coach basically doing what we're doing dog imagine yeah. what you or me gets recruited yeah, yeah. To coach. Uh,
1: i got one <laughs> what I are got, your
0: thoughts brother Is i got one
1: name thoughts? and two words for you right. matt, millen,
0: matt millen NFL
1: okay. analyst Yeah, he got the uh, Detroit coaching job back about uh, 15 years ago or something like that when they were just terrible, right? And Matt Millen every week, you know, he sounded authoritative, uh, you know, as an analyst. He was a good analyst, uh, speaking away. But he was an ex-player and all that type of stuff. So he had some cred. And, uh, yeah, he was terrible.
0: (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying?
1: There's no easy path to coaching success, and I think that's a mistake. He'll be worse than Frank Reich.
0: And for me, I'm thinking like this, bro. Like, of course, you know, the, the owner, Jim Ursay, this is a guy who helped draft, saw him become pretty much one of the yeah. best players in this franchise. It's the nepotism sometimes. I'm like, well, bro, like, come yeah, on. And- you pick somebody that, with some kind of experience, man. That's and a then... bad
1: decision by Ursay. Normally, Ursay is pretty level headed. That's a bad decision by Ursay, in my opinion. And uh, that shows me that Ursay may not be listening to all the people around him. That's Thank a you. bad football decision. Frank Reich did need to go, but there has to be somebody in the ranks that's, uh, I mean, come on, man. There's so many guys lined up that we all know about that have paid their dues and they're waiting for good head coaching gigs. Um, Talk to, um, uh, uh, talk to some of the the coaches in in, in the league and, you know, they'll they'll each give you a list of six that would, you know, (laughs) so times 30. So it's probably like 150 guys or 180 guys that are like better than Jeff Saturday.
0: Imagine and, you know up. that's
1: that's probably Urse's yeah. that's probably Urse's personal bias. He probably had a connection of the player in one way or another. Really, you know, just loved him. You know, he thought it was a fantastic colt. Right. You know, Hall of Fame colt in his opinion. And yeah, that he's allowing his bias to creep in. And I think that's a bad. Like I said, I think that's a bad football decision.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like for me, I I analyzed it about two weeks ago when it happened on one of the solo podcasts, and I'm like. Bruh, this level of nepotism is insane, man. The man yeah, a week just ago smart. was on first take analyzing the freaking Oakland yeah. Raiders. No, yeah. not Oakland. Sorry. Las Vegas Raiders, right? And then a yeah. week later, he's the head coach of a... National not even like the line team. coach or anything but the head coach the head coach <laughs> <laughs> anyways man i just wanted to get your thoughts on it but it seems like we're in agreement respect man you're 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 a smart guy so of course i had an idea say yeah. something similar but let's talk about you know yeah. week 12 week 12 is on the way man um What games are you looking forward to seeing? I'll I'll maybe start it off, but for me personally, man, I'm really, really interested in this Bengals versus Titans game. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be really, really big because you have two big time teams, two teams still going on with wins. One that I also like a lot, too, that I think is going to be really, really interesting is this Bears versus Jets game. (laughs) <laughs> namely, my boy Justin Fields yeah. plays and namely yeah. he puts in work because the, the Jets look very stupid skipping off Justin Fields. Justin Fields is emerging as yeah. oh, the best yeah. quarterback in that draft class above Trevor Lawrence.
1: I actually Williams started Tennessee. Justin Fields, as you'll notice this weekend. I, I started Justin Fields over Jalen Hurts. I just right. had a feeling, man. He's on a run.
0: He's, he's doing insane things. Fantasy yeah. God. <laughs> and I regret yeah. dropping him in one of my leagues. But he is killing the game right now. Unfortunately, it's not resulting yeah. in wins. But that game is really, really interesting to me. Um, we got Packers versus Eagles. That's kind of interesting when I think Eagles take that. Anyways, man, Unc, what, what's interesting let, to you on that list? Well, or maybe something's later for next week, man.
1: Let me cut to uh, cut mm-hmm. to it really short and tell you that. I believe that the NFL peaks over uh, Thanksgiving uh, Thursday. Oh, I think on. all the best games are uh, are on Thursday, at least two out of three of them anyways. Yes, and uh, yeah, the other uh, game I have targeted was that Cincinnati Tennessee game. Ooh. I think that's going to be a really interesting battle. I think um, Burroughs, if he can get into the backfield, you can, uh, you can keep him down, yeah. but um, you know, he's probably going to pass for a good 300 yards. He's got both Higgins and Jamar chase uh, going well. Although uh, chase has been interesting. Uh, injured a little bit but yeah. I, I think he's due back oh nice. so so yeah they're gonna put up um it's gonna be some uh, decent offense but i think tennessee's gonna uh you know ratchet it down a little bit and i think that derrick henry yeah uh because you can run against cincinnati i think derrick henry is gonna uh, keep that game you know under 30 points in the sense that uh, the amount of time that he's gonna chew up on the clock so yeah. that game is like two points one and a half Mm. um since he is favored against tennessee so tennessee is a home uh, home underdog so that makes that that game interesting to me because Mm -hmm. i think there are teams of similar talent level i think burrows is a better quarterback um but Tennessee, I think has found a way to stay in games. They're seven and three for a reason. And uh, I think that's going to be a really good game, but that's the only game on Sunday that really intrigues me. I'll I'll be honest about it. But as far as point spreads go, I also have that Chicago, uh, New York jets game uh, circled, right? For sure. Because Chicago is like a four and a half to five point underdog.
0: Yes, they
1: are. Yeah. And I just don't think the jets are, uh, even if the jets win, it's not going to be by more than three points in my book. So that Mm -hmm. I've got, that one circled as an interesting game to watch just for that point spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one too, is a uh, new Orleans at San Francisco Ooh. and they're giving San Francisco from eight and a half to nine and a half points. And again, mm-hmm. it's just like, I haven't seen San Francisco's offense be that prolific enough to cover something close to 10 points, even at home and new Orleans, you know, they're three and seven. They haven't been fantastic, but they have shown themselves capable of putting points on the board and keeping your points off Mm. um, on occasion. They just haven't been that consistent. And I just sort of have a feeling that that game, in san francisco is uh is a better's choice there i I think that's a good one for betters um we'll have to see how it goes but yeah that's my main feelings on the lines this week i don't i see a lot of you know fair to middling kind of games not a i'm not gonna call them trash but i mean like there's just a lot of games that are Not really exciting to me, except for those ones on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I I really think that uh, Giants and Cowboys is going to be interesting, but it's nine points in uh, the Cowboys' favor. I think the uh, Giants will be a little bit more impressive than that. But if what they did to the Vikings is any indication of what they might do on a short week, wow, lights out, man. That that game might be over by halftime. Uh, But the Pats-Vikings. That's the one I really want to watch, man, because uh, Mm. uh, Vikings are favored by three, and I just do not see them covering that at all. (laughs) I expect Bill Belichick and that honking defense to go in there and just make life hell for Kirk Cousins in the backfield, and I think they win that game going away on the road.
0: Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. And think about it like this. This is primetime Kirk Cousins. Come on, man. Yeah, we baby. have seen a pattern of behavior from Kirk Cousins, another quarterback who get became a lot of value from like third or fourth round. But mm. something about him playing in primetime when the lights are bright. And that's why I didn't believe in the Vikings for a long time, because yeah. I'm like, they're going to get exposed. Their games are too tight. And that line, if you're giving them two, point, two and a half points, I don't I don't know if they can cover that. I don't yeah, know, Because yeah,
1: no, remember, Belichick's specialty is, you know, choosing that aspect of the game where you're most successful yes. and, and trying to shut it down. Right? Thing. So, you know, Dalvin Cook, you know, Justin Jefferson, and, and, and Kirk uh, Cousins are all in for rough days.
0: Oh, they're going to have a rough day, man. But I'm excited for that game. Giants-Cowboys, I also think it's going to be hard to – to, to, to get nine points on that. We'll see what happens. These are good lines, man. And, you know, people should yeah. get in the comments and let us know which lines they like, man. Come on, man. Yeah. And if you win some money because of Unk and Big Stepper, show us some love, man. Right. Come yeah. on, man. Send us some donations. <laughs> Come on, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. I you want to touch start on that this. Patreon thing. account for kickbacks on, uh, on betting advice. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, at this point. You know what I mean? You've got to get that Patreon money or something like that, bro. Mm-hmm. But I yeah,
1: like- but that's how I'm looking at the lines this weekend.
0: Those are good lines, man. Uh, What I want to touch on, though, in terms of the fantasy perspective, you know, we've been doing this since the beginning. Week one, we've been thinking about fantasy players where which ones we should start, which ones we should sit, which players are trending up, which players are trending down. And obviously, if you haven't realized it by now, Justin Fields, this quarterback, is trending hella up. So if you don't have him starting or in your lineup, you better get on to something. Um, but in terms of other people who I think starts and sits, um, I, I'm telling y'all right now, I don't know what it is, but I really, really like Jimmy Jimmy G these days and Marcus Mariota, they're playing above exception. So if you just yeah. have them somewhere, pick them up in the quarterback realm. Running backs, your usual suspects, everybody's putting in work. If you somehow have Tony Pollard, you better pick him up. You better start him, yeah. you better start this dude. People that I think you should probably sit talking about jeff wilson <clears throat> sorry not jeff wilson elijah mitchell off mm-hmm. uh the 49ers it seems like the niners are going with christian mccaffrey who's going to be there mostly most of the down back obviously yeah, um, yeah you had know, to so, see that coming of course you know it's christian yeah. mccaffrey <laughs> it's um,
1: mccaffrey <laughs> EMC,
0: you know what i mean um but in terms of production man like For me, I'm a little disappointed in this guy, Damian Pierce of Houston. Houston is imploding, and he's not playing as well as he's supposed to. So personally, I dropped him recently. So these are kind of my starts and sits. Um, in terms of tight ends somehow George Kittle did something so <laughs> I was about to bench him but he's it was miraculous for me this week but he's a risk because the Niners don't usually play this amazing and Kittle hasn't been this involved in the offense it's a down year for him and yeah man that's my those are my starts and sits man there's a lot of fantasy players that are good and some are trending up some are trending down but unk what are your thoughts on starts and sits in terms of a fantasy perspective what would you recommend what? people for their starts and sits man
1: well, I tell you, uh, there's one uh, starter uh, I would have. Uh, it, not everybody is necessarily that high on him, oh, yeah. but he has a great-looking schedule coming up, and that's Travis Etienne. Uh, whoever yeah. has him as a running back, he's playing with the Jag, so you know there's going to be possibly some struggles. But yeah. he's actually looked really, really good since Robinson's out of there.
0: Oh.
1: And as a counterpoint to that, um, the guy who's really kind of disappointing me right now is uh, Alvin Kamara.
0: Oh, my Um, God. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. He's, like, 50th overall in our league in fantasy. And as a a running back, I think he's, like, 25th or something like that. And he just simply has not been getting the production um, that you come to expect from him. So, that's a tricky call to say, uh, you know, sit him. But he has been underperforming uh, in a big way. Mm -hmm. And, like, his last three weeks have been – you know, like under 10 points. And that's like, you can find that production elsewhere sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so he's one that, that is really kind of disappointing right now. Um, and, and so, you know, when I think of, uh, players that I want to start, I mean, definitely, uh, like if you had any, uh, compunction about Henry, for example, it seems oh, obvious, yeah. Come on, but Henry has been on a monster role. He got stymied this, uh, two weeks ago yes, he and now, uh, and just picked up, you know, just started another, streak like from week two to week I think eight or no week 9 or 10. He mm. was putting up like 20 plus points every single week, some weeks like 30. And then he took one week off and somebody I guess somebody bottled him up good. Yeah. And uh and then this last week again with, you know, the 20 25 points. So, Derek Henry is your monster start right now. Um Jonathan Taylor is definitely one you can sit. Believe it or yes, not, we are saying that Jonathan Taylor can be sat right now. Um because his production just I There just hasn't been any sign of uptick. So yeah, those are those would be my ones right now. It's um, getting to be a tricky time of the year. The second half in the season is kind of like the second half in a game, right? right? So you got to be careful. But uh, guys like Debo Samuel were also disappointing. Uh, Metcalf. Anybody drafted DJ Metcalf in the you know like the second or third round, I know is massively disappointed Um, because even Lockett has seemed to resume his uh, wide receiver one position. They're not separated by that much, but you would think that DJ. Metcalf would be like, you know, kind of putting Lockett out to pasture a little bit by now, you know what I mean? With almost yeah. like a, a one and a half to one type of uh, catch uh, ratio, but no, nah, he's not pulling that off at all.
0: Metcalf so, is yeah.
1: season for sure, you know? Yeah, so those are some disappointments and uh, it starts.
0: Yeah, you know, I definitely, it's, it's that time because it's getting crunch time, man. It's crunch time, mm-hmm. it's the last end of the season, fantasy-wise. Fantasy
1: players. Fantasy. Fantasy players should be looking at schedules Ooh, because, uh, weeks, schedules. uh, six, uh, 15 and 16 are your playoffs yep. and uh, you need to look at what teams are coming up. Um, and, mm. and, you know, cause some, some players are playing great right now, yeah. but you know, they have a massive schedule change. Um, I forget which player it was. Boy, I had him targeted, but it was a player that we all expected to do well, and I forgot what it was. Um,
0: oh, which player? It was... been,
1: yeah, it might have been – no, it, it was ETN. It was ETN. Oh, it's the N, I yeah, was trying yeah, to figure out yeah. why he was uh, producing so poorly to begin with. But if you look at his schedule, the first half of the season is just all pure red, meaning like the teams that he's playing are some of the toughest teams to play. And oh, you look yeah. at the second half of his season, he's all green lights and, uh, and yellow.
0: Because what happens around the end of the season, it's a lot of divisional matchups, and that division is ass. So if if he's playing against the freaking, um, I don't know, if he's playing against the Texans, or he's playing against even Indianapolis Colts, yeah, he's going to get a lot of yards. (laughs) He's going to get a lot of yards, man. That's it.
1: So, (laughs) so those players that aren't like locks in your lineup and you're questioning who can do what absolutely fantasy players take a look at the schedules of players Mm -hmm. that you think are a toss-up look at like pay attention to that it matters
0: that's some great advice man and since we're getting around the end of you know the football schedule well the fantasy football schedule we're getting down to the last quarter we're getting down to the last quarter we kind of had a midseason. Well, two a few weeks ago was a midseason. Um, what are our midseason awards? So for MVP, right? Middle, mm-hmm. we're like midseason based. So I'm I'm gonna call this the middle of the season. Uh, for MVP, I hate to say this because I'm not a Mahomes guy, but if Mahomes keeps doing what he's doing, the man has I think thirty some touchdowns with seven or eight interceptions. He's doing something insane. Um, I think. Mahomes takes the MVP this year. Defensive player of the year, uh, Micah Parsons. Okay, I see he's front running, but Micah Parsons. Maybe Matthew Judon can make a case because Judon is playing amazing football. Yeah, yeah, he's the counterpoint. He's the counterpoint rookie of the year on offense. Uh I, I honestly thought there was gonna be Brees Hall because of the beginning of the season. He was going crazy. Uh, but on offense, I really, really like this Clive uh the 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 receiver off the uh Saints. I think he's one of the few. He's, Olave
1: Christopher Olave. Olave.
0: This guy's mm-hmm. been doing crazy work for me, but uh maybe I'm blanking out on another player. But def I know for sure who defensive rookie of the year should be that sauce gardener man, Yo, I'm man gonna say, good, just on the name alone Ticks,
1: sauce gardener is just <laughs> a miracle Gardner. man Come he's on, awesome man. i love him <laughs>
0: he i love him so much the sauce the i don't swag. think there's much
1: question about the sauce gardener being uh you know Defensive that cornerback is special boy
0: so good bro and those are my people but who are you thinking are your midseason season awards for MVP Defensive Player of the Year and Offensive Rookie and Offensive well, Defensive Player of the Year. What are have yeah, thoughts
1: so far? Okay, How well, similar thoughts. Similar yeah. thoughts. I mean, we both have eyes to see, right? Yes. But uh, the one guy I would uh, differ with you for, Definitely. and it's hard to argue against Mahomes, but you know I can be a bit contrarian, right? Because yes, it's no, so easy. To on, yeah. Just to jump on everybody's, uh, you know, oh, yeah, this guy's doing great. Yeah, he's your guy, right? Mm. And you sound like everybody else, right? But yeah. you, honestly... As far as impact goes, literally the most valuable player to me has been Tags. The difference in that Miami team since he returned from concussion protocols, to me, in my mind, makes him a genuine MVP. Like he is the most valuable player to his team, and it's black and white. You can just see the difference. Right, so to me, tags is your is an MVP, but yeah, Mahomes would uh, would be in there in that conversation A, immediately you, too, just because of what he's done as well. And then think um, about
0: it like this: Miami would be, I think, the number one seed if Tua hadn't got injured. I think they'll yeah, be the number one yeah. seed in the NFC. You're right. He's so I, I, I think
1: they have two more
0: wins than they do. You're right. Right. right, So
1: they'd be like another nine and one or eight and two team, right? So yeah, I absolutely think there was at least one of those games in there that they would have won if tags was playing for sure. Yeah, no question. So anyways, that's my, that's my offensive MVP. Cause I love the left hook, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> lefty, lefty, lefty.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, for your rookies uh, on offense, Olave makes a great case. Uh, 43 uh, catches, 618 yards, yeah. right? Only three touchdowns, but that's typical for wide receivers. Right. Yeah. But uh, the guy I would counter to that, I would suggest he has a smaller profile, but uh, more impact. And that's Kenny Walker, the third in uh, Seattle. Guy's got six touchdowns and is averaging more than a hundred yards a game. Right. So, yes. you know, it only had the lead back role for four weeks. So there was a buy in there as well. Right. So it seems like longer, mm-hmm. but the guys racked up as a lead back 424 uh, yards, four games, six touchdowns, like, and the guy can catch. Right. So to me, he makes a very good case for that. We'll have to see how the rest of the season shakes out. Yeah. Same thing with the tags thing, right? Tags would have to finish off the way he's been playing for me to, you know, bump Mahomes out of the way, right? He would definitely have to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far, But, uh, yeah, I would offer definitely Matthew Juden as a counterpoint to Mika yeah. Parsons. Mika Parsons is a great argument, right? Yeah. The guy's got 10 sacks and more tackles um, uh, th- than uh, Juden does. Uh, but Juden has uh, 13 sacks in total, yes. uh, but only one forced fumble. Mika Parsons has three forced fumbles. Right. So you kind of, those two guys are really evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Mika of course is a sophomore player. Uh, Judy's a, a solid veteran in his seventh season. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll have to see how it all plays out and uh, we'll have to see how, uh, if Dallas continues to, to play the way they've been playing. Yeah. And if uh, Belichick keeps his, uh, you know, defense up there, the way he has historically, uh, like it looks like he's doing, he, they seem to be rounding into a fantastic shape there. And, uh, up, 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 in New England,
0: man. Who would have thought New England just like that bounce from the dead, right? We come. Out anybody's been a big a fan player. of Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying that like, I'm not right. even a huge Belichick guy, but this defense is looking deadly, and this defense. Wait, travels, you got to recognize. Man. You, know you, get you got to
1: recognize the workmanlike players. He gets to over overproduce and outperform just season after season after season. It's really quite remarkable.
0: And I say this as a guy, Matthew Judon was on the Baltimore Ravens for six seasons. I yeah, didn't see was. this coming. I didn't see him getting 13 sacks and being an MVP, a borderline defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. Like, What is this? <laughs> so much value from players that other team, like teams let yep. go. Like, what the hell? Well-
1: because Belichick's a good coach, and he's got good coaches under him. It's, he knows what he's doing. He, you know, he doesn't always have the best talent at all, but he really does have a way of scheming things up and getting the best out of people, motivating them. And and you're and you're seeing it in Matthew Juden for sure. Um, as far oh, as yeah. uh yeah, talk to yeah, him. Sauce Gardner definitely uh, for your uh, your rookie. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that pretty much covers the gambit of uh, of, of midseason
0: awards. I really like it, man. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna take some bets on this, man. Whoever gets the most bets right for midseason, the other one buys <laughs> them a beer, or buys them some food, or some shit. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I want yeah, to. We them. have to find a way to audit that. I know. That. Yo, people in the comments hold us accountable. I'm gonna check back yeah. on this. There you go. Find out if Unc or Stepper was right. But before I let everybody go, we gotta give a heavy shout out to Kareem. The sleeper. <laughs> I know you're watching. No kidding, this now. <laughs> no kidding. Now. So you guys had a good visit. We had a good time, man. It was so good seeing him. I just had to record that. It was hilarious. And Jasmine yeah. was like, "Record it." I was like, "Okay, funny. Let's do it. Let's send it. Well, Let's send it to Unc." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I was just like, "No," because
1: like, I know where it goes, right? <laughs> no, that could get He works too hard for that. Don't yeah, do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we I don't know
1: what up. mis I don't know what mischief was going through your brain, but I was just like no
0: Hey, hey we ain't telling we ain't snitching bro ain't
1: nothing yeah yeah y'all <laughs> are grown folks now man
0: <laughs> oh my god well kareem you better get in the comments man we need your thoughts on this man <laughs> all right oh, and on that note man appreciate you on thank you for sliding through we're happy it, you came back brother talk it to was a
1: pleasure to be back my brethren that was a lot of fun i, I missed it i really did so i'm looking forward to the next one
0: Love it, brother. Everybody, and we out. Catch y'all next week. Deuces. All right.